You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You gotta make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, please feel free to do so at 608-501-0718. Let me say that one more time because I feel like I might have got that wrong. 608-501-0718. Just leave a message and uh, that's it. You're done. It's not. You're not calling me directly and i'm like what do you want and then i forward you to the no it's 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 super laid back super chill and new callers go directly to the front of the line how amazing is that and in the line right now uh i got people making up fake phone numbers right now just to get their phone call on here because we made some serious progress yesterday i was feeling good about it we were like in the 80s or 70s or something like dude we're gonna crush this we're back to 103 phone calls so anyways we're going to kick this thing off, and I, I, I bet you can guess who it is we're going to kick this thing off with. You know, it's a little validating and vindicating a little bit to myself that there are other people out there who call in and just ramble on with no real cohesion or coherence, yeah. where it's kind of just like they're making stuff up as they go, or they have stuff made up predetermined call in and then just rant about it. That's a fun thing. I'm very happy that I'm not the only person out there. You know what I'm talking about. I know you know what I'm talking or who I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Sorry, I'm not sure. What you're talking about. Um, well, I'm here. I mean, I guess I can ask a question. I, I got, hold. Let me. Let me just. I'm sorry. I was, I was a little distracted. I. I. I'm not sure that I'm following you here. It's kind of like they're making stuff up as they go, or they have stuff made up, predetermined call in, and then just random fun thing. Happy, I'm not the only person out there. You know what I'm talking about. I know you know what I'm talking about. Uh, is is it me? I don't. <laughs> well, love inside jokes. Love to be a part of one someday. Since I called in, uh, I don't know. What's your favorite fishing spot? Do you have a couple? Do you fish at all? You know, the kind of guy who would not so much like all the time, but yeah. like every once in a while, you make like a day of it. That's what you kind of seem like. All right, fine. I guess I'm going to ask another question. Okay. I just want to make sure you're done with that question. I didn't know where we were going with that. 
so I used to be very super duper hardcore fisherman. Um, I, even when I was young, like my dad would take me out. We lived in Illinois, so there's not like a lot of super awesome lakes out there. But we go fishing, we go to forest preserves and whatnot. And then um, the one spot we always went to once we moved to Hanover Park, there was a spot kind of close by called Deep Quarry. Um, and that was my spot, man. We we used to go there all the time, and I I'd go out with my my friends John and Matt, and um, we we definitely had our favorite spot. So Deep Quarry was just like a, a big round circle. You could walk all the way around it. Uh, we never really did go to the other side because it was kind of useless or whatever. But there was the dock. You can get the bluegills, and if you cast it out a little ways, maybe you catch a bass. But if you go around the other side, there's like this weird. I don't even know what you call it. It's not a part of Deep Quarry. There's it's almost like a stream, but there's a flooded area right at the end. And man, you you put it in there, you catch some bigger fish, um, which you know by Illinois standards, I guess they're a pretty big fish. But I loved fishing, man. It was it was awesome. Um, I don't know if I told the story or not, but the one time I went with my brother, and him and I were you know it's it's real tight quarters. You know we're, we're not out in the middle of the water. We're shore fishing, and sometimes you go down and you find that little spot. You know you, it's super steep hill. You're trying to slide down, and then there's this little tiny ledge where you're basically shoulder to shoulder with each other. And then there's trees overhead where you're trying to cast. My brother was, you know, definitely one of those. He's older, so he's one of those guys that occasionally just punch you or do stupid stuff. And we're fishing, and I he, I swear he smacked me as hard as he could in the back of the head. I'm like, the heck was that? And I turn around, and he's not looking at me. And I see him looking around, and it hit me. What you looking for there, bud? He can't find his hook. He thought it was in a tree. And so that's when it dawned on me, probably in the back of my head. So I felt it, and sure enough, there's a hook embedded in the back of my head. So, um... My parents had just dropped us off or whatever, and we were super scared to tell them what had happened, and so they come pick us up, and it's like, so how's things going? Oh, you know, yeah, it's, it's okay. And eventually I was like, I got a got a hook stuck in my head. <laughs> so they tried to get it out at home. That obviously didn't work, because it's got a barb in it, you know? So we actually went to the emergency room. They numbed my head, popped it through, cut the barb, and then took it back out is how they got it out of my head. But people were making jokes in the emergency room, like, oh, yeah, I was just in here last week for that. It was a good experience. But then I got super into it with my uncle. He's a super massive, hardcore, you know, Wisconsin. He's got the boat. He knows all the lakes. He knows all the spots. He knows all the people. And um, that's when I realized real fit. You know, I, 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 my only fishing was bobbers and night crawlers. That's all I knew. And we went out up to Monaco one time late at night. Like, first time he took me out, we went out to, like, the middle of the lake with, with lures. And I'm like, you don't catch freaking fish with lures. Dude. These things don't work. I've tried it. It doesn't work. And then, you know, sure enough, big splash, giant walleye. And out. we went to this spot. I'll, I'll wrap it up because nobody cares. We went to this spot. I think we went up to Mercer. And it was just, the, like, we, we drove through, and there was a bear on the side of the road. Then we took a, a turn, and it was down this back little alley. And the, and the crazy thing about it is... I remember, I was, you know, I don't remember how old I was at the time, 12, 13 years old or whatever. For second time, technically, my uncle was taking me out fishing. And I think I was with my grandpa Reuben, too. I had pictured in my head what would heaven look like. And I'm not kidding you. We pulled up to this spot, and if there had been a big old house sitting there, this was it. This was heaven. So I just fell in love from that moment on. And we went out, man, and I'm not kidding. He, he There was a muskie that just, like, within a few casts, it was massive. Then there was like a giant, uh, I forget what it was. I think it might have been a perch or something. It was just like unbelievable. All these fish in here. Never seen this before. I don't know what to do. So yeah, I was I was absolutely hooked from that moment. We went uh, ice fishing probably twice a year. We went early ice in December when you got like 
just the two inches. As soon as it hits two inches, man, and maybe a little under, we're out there on the ice. And then there's a February trip where you can drive your trucks out there. But I have not actually gone fishing probably in, in several years. And, and honestly, it's not, I don't really care, but I feel like I'm a terrible father for not taking my kids fishing. So that has to happen this year, 100%. I feel terrible about it. My kids would love it. I know my son would be obsessed with it. I am, I legitimately feel like an absolute failure for not doing that. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm I'm uh, getting a little rambly here. Like the Packers or something. Um, give me uh, what is the ups- What what is the yeah. feeling for uh, Musgraves? What's his uh, if he is working on peak efficiency for what he is as a player? Who does the comparison? Who does he match up to? And right now. As he stands without playing at all, when he played in college, got drafted to the team, who does who who does he remind people of? I listen to everybody talking about comparisons during the draft or before the draft. I kind of tone it out until things happen, and that way I can see like, oh hey yeah, we have this guy. Now I can talk about him. All right, bye. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. Um, tight ends are weird, man. It's one of those positions where. There's just not that many that I'm super familiar with. I mean, I, I kind of know them, but they don't really stand out very much. Um, so I'm trying to think of who would come to mind. The, the first one that I think of is like Dallas Goddard for some reason. I mean, he came out of South Dakota State and was just kind of this... Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're similar as far as height weight. 6'5", 260, uh, 260... Good Lord. 256 compared to Musgrave 6'6", 253. But just kind of a fast receiving guy, you know. Um, another guy would be, and I don't want to say this is his ceiling necessarily, because I don't think this guy has ever really been what he was billed to be. But Evan Ingram, uh, I remember when he got picked a while ago. I think I can't remember if I was super high on the Packers taking him, or if that was just one that a lot of Packer fans wanted. But there was a lot of buzz about him. But uh, again, just a, a, a really fast. You know, he runs a four four two. But he's 6'3", 240. He doesn't really fit that way. But just in terms of being this really fast receiving threat kind of a guy. But maybe, maybe Dallas Goddard, if we're talking ceiling, because Dallas is really fantastic. I mean, his grades since 2018, 75, 82, 80, 90.7, 78.2. So he fluctuates between, you know, mid-70s and low-90s as far as, as his ability. And he's a pure receiver. Um, but again, similar height, weight, and, and I think speed. I think Dallas is, when I went back and looked, there were two guys. I think it was Evan Ingram and Dallas Goddard were, were the two, as far as miles per hour, that, that hit the high ones. I think Dallas was at like 18, I think. But that would be my thought. Is, is, uh, and I don't necessarily want to say ceiling because who knows? I, I don't want to put a limit on him. But he's, I think Dallas is probably in the top five conversation as far as tight ends in the NFL. So I would be more than happy if he's kind of in that conversation as a Dallas Goddard type. The Packinet podcast touches on the NFL and even some things outside the NFL, but mostly right. the NFL as a whole. Yep. There's not many teams that I can think of that you haven't spoken upon. Correct. And that's just because sometimes, you know, it, it's, it is the Packer, it is a Packer podcast. Fishing podcast. However, there's a too. lot of different variables that go into that. You have to look at the division. You have to look at who the division faces. You have to look at the conference as a whole. And then at near the end of the season, you got to look at, okay, well, let's take a look at the AFC. Sure. 
a lot of times also too is that you're what you talk about is heavily influenced by this show. I can guarantee it because there's a lot of ideas that stem from the night before into the next one. There's, there's, both shows are separate, but like there's a through line that you can create. And so uh, it's anybody who says, oh, you know, blah blah blah, only you only speak about Packers, blah blah blah. Why aren't you only speaking about Packers? It's because you know, screw off. That's why. And once again. I guess since I called, I guess I have to give a question. I don't have to give a question. They always just like thoughts and things. Yeah. Uh, so, well, there's this guy about to pull in next to me, about to lock me into my vehicle. <laughs> Hold on a second. Okay. Hold that thought. Oh, he's moving. He's 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 getting out. What a smart dude. Okay. That would have been bad because I'm like right next to a wall. That would have been a tight squeeze. Yeah, man. Ah. Uh, that distracted me from what my question was going to be. So, uh, screw it. Here we go. Um, let's say Darnell Savage takes a huge step in yes. his play this year. Sure. Uh, just due to the fact that the defense is now getting more equipped to Barry's style. Okay. Um, how many people would that annoy? Packer fans and non-Packer fans if, if Darnell Savage was good this year. How many would it annoy? Did you, did you say annoy? Um... Well, Packer fans, I don't think, would be annoyed. Um, obviously, many Packer fans are on record saying that they want him gone. But even that, there, there's no... I don't personally have an issue with that in terms of just calling it like it is. You know what I mean? I mean again, it goes back to that whole Devontae thing where, you know, he's, you know these guys, they, they said that I was bad, look at me now. I was like, well, you were kind of bad at the time, you know? So I, I, I don't think... Because sometimes people get dug in on issues and, and they can't seem to change their mind. But I think... Packer fans as a whole would would welcome that. My concern with Savage um, is that as much as I want to have faith in him, it again he he had a decent rookie season, a sixty five point seven grade, seventy six coverage grade, right? Perfectly fine. Now the run defense and tackling wasn't great, but he's he's a extremely fast sideline to sideline coverage guy. Guy and he brought it year one. It was fantastic. A seventy six coverage grade is awesome. Then in year two, again this is Petten. He takes a jump from 65 to 72, and he has a 73.6 coverage grade again. Fantastic. And the run defense went up to 62. Tackling still wasn't great. He also had a, a pass rush grade of 84.7 because obviously he's blazing fast. You put him in the slot and go get some. Right? So there's a ton of reason for optimism with this guy. He, you know, Again, year one was fine as a rookie. Then he takes a jump, and he gets better. Then we change defensive coordinators, and he plummets down to a 57. His 76 and 73 coverage grades go down to a 60. Then in year two of this system, when the whole defense felt completely lost, including Adrian Amos, he plummeted down to a 47 with a 43 coverage. As a rookie, he was a 76. This year, a 43 coverage grade. It was absolutely putrid. The only games in which he graded out as good, if, if, if we're being real strict with the 70, was the New York Jets game. And that's it. It was a 73.7. There were two other 69s in there. But it was just, it was bad. And the other thing that doesn't give me a ton of hope is... You know, after the bye week is when everything kind of got better. He didn't really get better. He, 62, 68, 52, 56 is how he ended those last games. So it's not like, well, the defense kind of figured it out. And, you know, Savage kind of was a part of that. I think the defense figured it out, but Savage was still 
you know, no offense to the guy because I think he's a I think he's a talented football player. I think he has some potential, maybe in a in a different system. I hate to say it, send him to Minnesota where Petten is, but um, I I just I just don't know that I have a ton of faith that in this system he's going to be able to figure it out. And and with Amos gone, I think it makes it worse. It reminds me when Ha Ha Clinton Dix and uh, Morgan Burnett were together. And there was a time when Morgan Burnett went out and Haha Clinton Dix just completely fell off a cliff. And they were contemplating whether to bring back Morgan Burnett. And I was think I think I even said on the podcast, you have to do this because Haha depends on him. You know, Morgan is the guy that gets everybody set up. He's the leader of the defense. He knows where everything goes. Like I freaking love Morgan Burnett, man. It was it was underrated player for us. Um and it was just kind of assumed, like, well, yeah, I think it's time to move on. And I, I didn't necessarily disagree with that as much as I love Morgan Burnett didn't want him to leave. But I knew that we'd be losing two safeties if we did that. And sure enough, HaHa just really, really struggled after that. And with Amos not being there to kind of help out as, as the, the, the guy to, to, to at least kind of guide him and help him, um, I, just, I just don't see... I don't have a ton of hope. And again, it, it does bother me because I like the pick and I like the player and I, I think he's a good dude and I think he's a talented player. I, it's just not working and I don't know why and I don't see any evidence that points to this getting better. So I know that wasn't exactly your question, but that's the answer that I'm going to give. Garrett, what's going on, my brother? So Ryan, when I started listening to your podcast, um, goes way, way back, um, the only host you had on your show back then was this cricket that was in somewhere in the corner of your basement. Yeah, man. Uh, and since then, you've come a long way. You know, you've added JJ, Clayton, Pam Holman, Coach Han, the draft day guys, and hopefully I'm not missing anybody. Um, but, uh, you've really substantially added to, uh, your enterprise, uh, podcast and, uh, I sincerely look forward to the two new ones that you're about to announce. Uh, namely, uh, the first one, uh, I found correct. Um, I think I heard it's going to be called John with Cheeseballin. And it's just <laughs> going to be a show about you proving Cheeseballin is, uh, wrong. That would be kind of interesting. I wonder what would happen if, if Cheeseballin was interested in having a show on here. I, it could be a complete disaster in terms of people just not liking it, or it could be kind of awesome because it's just the entire different point of view and all the sort of negative fans can just listen to it and get on board and be like, yeah, freaking whatever. Because they're, they're, is there a podcast right now for those fans? I know there's a lot of them. Do they have a voice? Sometimes I'm that voice, right? I can be that guy. And, and you know, other guys can, can do that too with the podcast, depending on the specific thing. But But like the hardcore... Negative fans, right? Mr. Negative. Where's his podcast? Does he have one? Is there a negative Packers podcast? I, I would. I should ask Cheeseballin. But but here's the contingency. I get to call it the Negative Packers podcast. I know you probably don't agree with that, but that's what I'm going to call it, and I think it's awesome. And um, maybe I could have... You know what would be good? Instead of just giving them a podcast, giving them a call-in show. Like, that's it. That's all you get. You get a call-in show. People call in... They voice things, and you give your cheeseballing responses. I don't know. Probably shouldn't, but I think it'd be funny. And uh, I think the only time that uh, he might call in where he might have a legitimate argument is that uh, when he says salsa belongs on nachos. So either that or uh, Star Wars is the best science fiction movie out there. So 
So I think he might throw you for a loop on those, but other than that, I think you've pretty much got them. <laughs> so uh, then the next podcast, which yeah. uh, I think is going to be very polarizing, uh, but I believe it still might draw some attention. It's going to be called uh, Hanging Out with Thomas Austin and Hanging Up on Thomas Austin. So uh, will it take be good? Thumbs up. Will it take be bad? Thumbs down. That's up for you to decide. So uh, look forward to those two new podcasts coming out and uh, bringing up the calls for the rest of the guys so that we can hear 1265 call in, Joe Legander call in, and all the other greats. I'm out. Yeah, well, you're uh, you're leaking all the the good news here, but um, just just for reference, he's joking. Those are those are not uh, those are not in the works. Hey, Becky. Hey. Oh, I don't know what that came from. Um, the Anders Carlson debate or kicker debate or whatever. Why he was chosen? He's the Fafio's guy. He probably handpicked him. Said, "I know the kid, a brother." Meaner or whatever, Rich said that's the guy you wanted, so they picked him. Simple as that. Hold on. See you later, Packy. So I just got to read this to you because I'm I'm reading the. Uh, obviously, it was hard to hear him, so the, the Google was trying to transcribe it. Here's here's what Google came up with. Hey Becky, the whole Andrew, Anders Carlson debate or kicker. Uh, kick her to bed or whatever why he was chosen busy he's gay probably can pick them that I know the kid of brother mean I whatever the guy you wanted so they picked them so you see you later Packy so thank you for your call uh, I, th- I think I think what was said is people are wondering why they picked him and it's because the Packers liked him and so they picked him which that's pretty much I think that's dead on Hey, Ryan. Hey. This is Trucker Bob. Trucker Bob. I'm sorry to do this, but I'm going to have to chew you out a little bit. Oh, no. What did I do? I went out back today to work on my garden. Okay. I'm setting up a vineyard. And while I'm setting up a vineyard, which is going to take me all day in this 80-degree heat, Yeah. I was looking forward to listening to your podcast right. for the next hour. But what upsets me is I have to listen once again to you and Cheeseballs taking up all the time, rehashing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, I know. Now, I love you, Ryan. I love listening to your show. But I do not want to listen to the stupid comments of Cheeseball. I recommend you make this rule. Either Cheeseball apologizes for being wrong and not doing it again, or you cut them off. Either that, or you're going to start losing customers, because I'm not going to sit here and listen to you and Cheeseball argue about the same thing over and over and over and over. You said his piece. He has said his piece. You have said his piece. End it. Just end it, Ryan. I love your show. I enjoy it. Please keep it that way. Trucker Bob out. I feel like my dad just scolded me for getting a detention at school. Um, yeah, we, we do have a pile of cheese ballins, and I've been kind of um, uncertain what to do with it because I know people get angry. 
but I also I you know what I mean like I'm 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 kind of in a little bit of a tough spot just because the whole thing is you call in talk about whatever you want and I'll I'll talk about it and there are very little rules aside from you know just keep it clean and and no you know attacking the hosts of other shows or anything like that try to I mean you you can make some comments or whatever there, there there's a line but that's the thing where do you draw I don't know where to draw the line and then when it starts to become arbitrary, like somebody's disagreeing with me, and so I cut them off, then it's like, well, now it's... I get what you're saying. It's repetitive, right? It's saying the same thing over and over again. But it's t- is, is it just a feedback thing? Because I get that all the time. Like, stop playing this person's calls. Well, that's one person. They got thousands of listeners. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I should start sending out uh, surveys. Should get you guys on a mailing list. Packernet After Dark mailing list. So if I ever have questions, surveys... We want to do like the 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 Packernet After Dark Award. That'll be the way to do it, and we can get feedback that way. Because you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, the the point of this show is to provide you with some kind of entertainment, and I, I do find it entertaining the fact that it's kind of laid back. But sometimes it gets a little bit too laid back. Sometimes it gets a little bit too stupid, or this or that or the other. Like you know, I'm going on about my fishing stories. I'm like, oh crap, this is a Packers thing. I forgot. Anyways. So it is a tough balance, and I don't really get... I'm just going in order, and sometimes there's a, a list of calls that are not Packers-related, and there's not a lot I can do it, because I don't know what the calls are. I'm just going in order. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there are any suggestions, because I'd, I'd, I'd rather it not just be arbitrary. Like, I don't know. People don't like it. You don't get to call anymore. Especially since I begged him to come on and call, and now it's like, you're banned because I don't like you. Which isn't true. I don't dislike cheese balling. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to set that rule up, but I get what you're saying, Trucker Bob, and, and maybe at the very least I'll try to break it up. Like if there's a pile of cheese ball and calls or a, a list of uh, Thomas Austin calls, I'll take one and then I'll kind of skip ahead and we'll, we'll kind of come back to them. I've done that a couple times. Or, or anybody, if there's like seven calls in a row, we'll kind of break it up. But I'm just trying to get you to understand my point of view because I understand what you're saying, but I, I don't exactly know. I'm just sticking to the format that we have right now. Hey, Ryan. Adam from Denver here. What up? Just calling to let you know I've been listening to your show for a really long time. Like, since you used to just post the uh, press conferences for all the players and coaches after after the Packers games. I kind of wish you would do that again. Those, those were fun, and I feel like I actually learn a lot listening to those guys. A lot more than, like, you do from the talking heads. But I was listening to your... It's funny that you said that because for tomorrow's show, I was going to do that. And I was like, you know, it's kind of lazy to just play what people are saying and then maybe comment here or there when I could just say, just go to YouTube and listen. You can listen to it anytime you want. You don't need to listen to it on here. So I was going to not do it, but now it sounds like you like it. So I don't know what I'm going to do for tomorrow. Acronet After Dark and your Twitter rant about Terminator and the idiot death camps and then the board game. What? rant i just I, I feel like i have to let you know that you've really taken your your podcast to the next level it was it was the best podcast i've ever listened to by you or anyone else so just keep it up man thanks twitter rant about terminator and the idiot death camps and the board game all right i don't remember anything that i ever do but i'm i'm glad that i have a satisfied customer Makes me feel good, especially that Trucker Bob gave me a, an absolute lashing. Now I'm scared because it's like if, if we get some bad calls in here, I'm going to lose Trucker Bob, and we can't lose Trucker Bob, man. You, you guys got to you gotta help me bring some good content or we're going to lose Trucker Bob. So 
Joe, the janitor, always brings it. What's going on, Joe? Hey, Ryan. Hey. Joe. Hey, Joe. The janitor. The janitor. From Connecticut. From Connecticut. Well, actually, I'm unemployed right now, so maybe I can't say I'm the janitor. No, you're always Joe the janitor. Considering um, I've been called sus, um, <laughs> pretty much fraud. Anyway. Uh, That's why it doesn't matter, right? Maybe you were never a janitor to begin with, but you are Joe the janitor. But it'll be nice to find out your real identity. It's it's like a, what was that, Scooby-Doo? I don't know. Um, I guess if I'm a fraud, then Tom Austin must be the best caller you have to the podcast. Why is that? Anyway, um, if we're going to give awards out, yeah. most annoying. But the best thing about Tom Austin, I'll be honest, because I do love the Tom Austin calls, best thing about Tom Austin is your responses to him. Uh, to be honest, I'm glad he calls because uh, there are some interesting questions and uh, I do enjoy the responses and definitely some non-football questions uh, breaks it up a little bit, you know? <clears throat> anyway, uh, I wanted to say I, I did agree that uh, on the, the voices from the, the podcasters, you and, and Clayton, your voices are perfect for the radio. Clayton with that down south accent, and uh, I don't know, you do you definitely have a good voice for radio, Ryan. I'll give you that. Um, JJ, eh, not so much, but he's still a good podcaster. JJ needs to be a YouTuber because he's got that pretty face. You know what I mean? That's that's when it comes out. You know, you listen to the podcast, and it's it's uh, it's it's not giving you. Everything, and then then you put the camera on him, and it's like, oh, that guy with that beautiful beard he's got going on now. Yeah, he needs to move to video. He's going to be the next uh, Tucker Carlson. He's going to take his show on Twitter and just going to blow up, and then we're going to lose him, and that'll suck. That's 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 generally what we do here: is we bring people on, um, they step on my face and get to that next level, and congratulations to them. I don't know what Clayton and JJ's problem are. I guess they. Uh, they they seem to think that there's actually some benefit to being here. I'm not exactly sure what that is. Um, but someday they'll find out that this is a stepping stone to bigger things and, and they will leave and I will cry. But um yeah, that's 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 the thing with JJ. You gotta get that pretty face on there. And uh, I do listen in to all you guys. But um I wanted to touch in something about football too. Okay. You know, I'm thinking about Christian Watson and Reed. Yeah. Uh, I believe that 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 duo is going to be unstoppable in a couple years. Mm. Um, Second round picks, man. Uh, There's something about second round picks in the Green Bay Packers, second round wide receivers. Uh, You know, thinking back to like Jordy Nelson, I believe, second round. And uh, Jay Adams is definitely second round. I think Randall Cobb was second round. We got a lot of good receivers in the second round. And um, I believe if Love is a good quarterback, then we will be stacked in the receiver room next year for sure once we look at it from a a different perspective. Obviously, we haven't seen the season yet, but I think think Watson, Reed, Dobbs, we're we're pretty we're pretty good in the receiver room for now. Um, anyway, it's just my two cents. Not really 
worth anything. I actually use them a lot now, because nowadays I'm unemployed. But I do have uh, a couple dealers out. Um, local town, public works is an option. Joe Part 2. I, I, I will say, I, I never really know. Like, sometimes some, some, there are some guys that really play things up, and it's like a joke, and you can't really tell. That's that. That was always my thing in high school. Like I joke around, and people didn't know if I was. I was always joking. People couldn't tell. Just my sense of humor, very weird. But I do get the impression that Joe, you you either pretend to or very seriously get offended very easily. I remember you talking about like you were ready to punch the guys in the face for, I don't know, like picking on you for being a Packers fan or something. So um, just know we love you, Joe. And uh, even though some people might call you sus, I would never do that. Um, it's just in love, man. So don't 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 get mad. Hey Ryan. Hey Joe. The hey janitor. Joe the janitor. I think you hung up on me. No, uh, it's just a thing. Yeah, Joe the janitor. I'm going to maintain this title. Good. Uh, thinking about it, even if I get into public works hmm. or facility maintenance or whatever, sure. got a couple dealers out, like you said. Good man. Uh, Maybe I'll have to maintain the janitor status, depending. You never know. Um, but Keep one thing, my last two jobs, you know, this will be my third job in a year. So last two jobs, uh, there were there were kids involved, you know, but got the middle school janitor job. Uh, and middle school kids there, and um, then the local movie theater where the middle school kids frequent it. So um, I'm definitely trying to avoid a job that involves any sort of kids. Because uh, especially middle school age kids, I hate kids that age for sure. Yo, know, I have couple, or uh, sorry, uh, damn, I have a few kids myself, and um, my oldest one's about to be eight. And uh, I'm pretty sure when he turns into middle school age, I'll probably hate him and the other two as well. Um, more than I do now, anyway. But, you know, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. Anywho, shalom. Shalom. Well, I uh, certainly hope that things are uh, going better for you. Sounds like you got some stuff in the works there. And... Um, I don't know, man. I just I don't I don't know what to tell you, Joe. Just hang in there and uh, you know, do the best you can for your family. That's all you can do. But definitely not sus, Joe. Not to me. No chance. I don't know where people get that from. I, I I'll be honest with you, I heard that early on. I heard that early on. People were asking about how many of these calls are like people acting. And your name came up and I'm like, I don't think so. You'd have to be a pretty good actor. I don't I don't think but I just keep hearing it. I don't know. You never know. Somebody could call in and just goof around. Uh, there's something about uh, the way you present yourself, Joe, that people don't uh, think that you're a janitor. Maybe it's because you sound so professional. People are like, there's no way. That guy is an executive. I can tell by the by the confidence in his voice, no chance he, he sweeps things. That dude is a leader of men. You know what I mean? Maybe that's what it is. Because sus doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's just like something's up with this guy. Something going down here. This man, no chance. No chance. So, something to think about. Something to think about. Nate, what's up? So I get up this morning, got to go cover the office on a Saturday, Yeah, which sucks. And I'm like, hey, 
at least I have, like, Packernet After Dark to listen to. And then probably after that, I'll have the, uh, you know, the normal daily episode to listen to. So at least the morning will be covered. But I'm into no episodes at all. The f***, Ryan. I'm sorry. Are you, do you care? Do you care about your fans at all? I apologize. While you're up on your golden golden throne of podcasting fame and fortune. Yeah. You just look down on us all the time. Sometimes. I'm just kidding. It does suck, though. Um, but I was calling in with an actual question. Right. Um, just uh, curious about the other UDFA that we picked up. But um, because he's he's part of that international program, he's the Nigerian guy, yeah. Odumegu, Kenneth Odumegu, I think. I don't know how you say that last name. But just curious, like, what uh, the measurables are on him. Um, looks like he did play in college overseas um, in Nigeria. So, I don't know. I would like some more information uh, just about that whole process in general and, like, this international program that the NFL is doing now, um, the college that he went to, do they, is there any information on that? And then, uh, you know, just some more information on him in general. If you got it, go back, go. So the answer is no. I don't have a ton of information about the guy. Um, I know everybody's super jacked up and excited. It's one of those things for me where I, I don't, really expect anything i think it's kind of a cool thing for him to be able to come out here and what we'll see what all happens but um you know just listening to you know matt lafleur as he is um talking about the guy you know it's it's very evident that you're kind of starting from ground zero now that isn't to say that as they're kind of building they're realizing this is this is legit there's something here i just i i at the very least i have no expectation that he comes in in 2023 and, and is a contributor let's let's put it that way but we've seen things happen that that i didn't expect as far as you know guys kind of coming up from the bottom and actually having having a real shot i mean he's, he's built like an adonis you know i mean he, he has got a massive build um we brought him in here for a reason it's not just because he's a big guy and it'll be fun to kind of let him run around i mean there's obviously some potential there but it just sounds like he's completely raw you know um he hasn't really been through the paces of of learning to be an NFL caliber football player is the understanding that I have. But you know, it's, it's really just one of those things where it's way too early. You know, we'll get out there and if, if the reports come in and, and these guys are out practicing, you know, you get some of these public practices and he's just blowing by guys or through them or whatever, then then we can start having that conversation of all right, let's let's do a little digging here. But at this point I just think he's um he's gonna hang around for a while and, and they're gonna try to build him and we'll see what we get. But I, I don't have Super high expectations, I guess. Anyways, I didn't realize we're at 37 minutes. Why don't we go ahead and take a quick break? Please consider um, jumping in on Patreon. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. It would really mean a lot to me and to my family. Um, If you would consider doing that, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. Also, please consider giving... The heck is that noise? Sounds like they're shoveling in my kitchen. Is it snowing? (laughs) Jeez. Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. Um, it is my father's new ministry, and uh, would love it if you would consider checking them out and see if that is a mission that you would be interested in supporting. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. 
And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, this message is for uh, Thomas Austin. Since apparently your preferred method of communicating with me is to call in and leave a message on Ryan's show. Uh, Thomas, I don't know if you've listened to my podcast or not, but I I have my own call-in number. You Ew. can just call that if you want to talk to me. You don't have to... But anyways, dude, yeah, no, uh, I for sure missed... Getting to see you guys. Um, sounds like you get a blast on the uh, draft show. Like a lot of fun. Uh, I had a, a blast doing it last year too. So uh, hopefully next year things line up a little bit better on my end. But yeah, man, two three one seven one four four one nine five. Thomas, you can call me on my podcast and leave your messages for me there, and then uh, Ryan doesn't have to listen to this. This is going great. Brian, hey. uh, can, can you think of anybody else like Josh Allen? Came into the league, trying to play quarterback, and just kind of sucks for multiple years. Just and then, all of a sudden, because he got you know the white wide receiver or whatever... Did I say white wide receiver? I thought I so. Right I was wondering. Wide receiver. Yeah. 
not like Jordy Nelson. Right, not not Jordy. Because he got the right wide receiver, <laughs> all of a sudden... This was going to go down a path real bad. Because he got a white receiver, things finally got turned around. J.J., take it easy, man. You know, something clicked in his brain, I guess. Right. And he just becomes arguably the best in the league. In the conversation, yep. So I'm just saying, I can't think of anybody else, but... Man, how cool is it that uh, Justin Fields mm-hmm. is going to do the same thing this year? He's going to be the second quarterback of all time to ever follow that trajectory, according to what uh, Bears fans are telling me. Anyway, I don't know if you can uh, think of anybody else besides Josh. I, I can't. I, I went back and looked at it. I really can't. Like, Pat Mahomes was just firing out of the gate. I mean, there might be a guy who had kind of a mediocre first year or something. Um but no, I, I I have not seen the. I mean, if PFF went back to forever and we went and dug through, I'm sure there's plenty of of times. But it, it is very rare. And I I personally, when I went back and looked, Josh Allen was the only one that took. I think it was what was it? Three years? Was it two years or three years? Uh, three seems excessive, but I, I thought it might be. But um, the, the the funniest part about this whole thing is. Essentially, and I I know Bears fans are going to no, no, that's not the only thing, but essentially what Bears fans are saying is there is a connection between Justin Fields and um, Josh Allen. What is that connection? Well, Justin Fields is bad, and so was Josh Allen. So they're connected, and so that means he's going to be... The only thing they have in common is that Justin Fields sucks. <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's an unbelievable statement for somebody to make that our guy sucks, but that guy sucked too. They're basically parallel, and so you can call it a compare. No, 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 no. You don't have the good part in common. You only have the bad part in common. You know who else was bad? Every other bad quarterback in the history of the world that never became great. You also have something in common with all of them. And so that's amazing too. Man, oh man, I love watching everybody backpedal and try to say like, "Oh, Rogers didn't have demands." Was like, uh, what some some New York dude came out on the podium and was like, "Oh yeah, that's totally totally fake. Didn't happen." It's uh, it's, it's more uh, Hackett that wanted that. Okay, okay, all right. You you're gonna sit there and say that after you just signed Lazard, you signed Cobb, you signed Billy Turner, you signed like all his boys all his little buddies, and you're going to tell me Rodgers had nothing to do with it, I'm going to call it immediately, and I'm going to say, you're full of So, um, yeah, I just don't believe you. I 100% know Aaron Rodgers had strong ties to that decision, to all those decisions. So, um, nice try in New York, but we're not falling for your uh, your greasy little slick tricks that you try on the East Coast. Go back, go. Well, and the funny thing is the coach didn't even come out and say uh, when he came to the podium that he didn't have a list. He just said it was ridiculous because everybody has a list. So he essentially confirmed it to some degree. Now, there there was a report that came out that Lazard reached out to the Jets and wanted to come, and that was the big thing. Now, that doesn't mean that there, he wasn't on the list, and it doesn't mean that Rodgers didn't meet out, reach out to Lazard and say, hey, come over here. Um, but, a- again... At the same exact time, who freaking cares? Like, it's not a big deal if he's like, hey, these guys I like and I'd love to bring them over here. And even what the head coach said, like, everybody does, it's not a big deal. I agree. 
But then why on God's green earth did Rogers go on Pat McAfee and physically assault a reporter for stating something that's not a big deal and got blown out of proportion. You know, again, she never said list of demands. That was something that got carried away, and then Rogers took it and pretended that she said it and bludgeoned her over the head with it, whoever she was. I don't remember which reporter it was. But, um, I mean, it's it, it just doesn't make any sense why he got so heated over that. You know? It's not even... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I get that maybe he's trying to tone it down and just being like, look, it's not as big of a deal as you're making it out to be, but... I don't know. Just it, pick your freaking battles, dude. Pick your battles. This is not a good one. Somebody reported that you did what you did, but you don't like the way that they phrased it. So then you come out and essentially say you didn't do it at all. And now you're lying. And now you're the bad guy. When you could have just either one, shut your mouth and just said, who gives a crap? Or number two, say, you know, yeah, I talked to the coaches, but it's not, you know, sandals and robes or whatever stupid nonsense he said. I don't know. <sighs> Again, I, I just, I. I don't think it's a big deal. I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Love at some point is is making demands and saying some certain things. I mean, everybody's going to kind of put their two cents in on things. But I, I just, I don't get why you need to go on national television and bludgeon somebody over something that is true. And even the head coach came out and said, yeah, it's, I mean, of course, obviously, everybody does. I don't, I don't get it. Hey man, it's Jimmy. Um, hey. I just had a quick thought. I've been hearing you talking about speeds and times and 40-yard splits and such. I've heard other people also talking about Jaden Reed and his, like, ability to um, change speeds so quickly um, and and kind of, like, kick him into another gear, and that's yeah. what makes him special. Um, and uh, it just got me thinking... Um, Maybe part of the deal is it reminds me of baseball and pitching. You know, it's like it's not necessarily about being the fastest, although that is great and everything. Yeah. But it's also about keeping people guessing and off off balance. Right. So and I don't know how you measure that. You know, right. uh, I guess that's like the three cones, maybe or the like the shuttle run. I don't know. I'm not keeping up on any of the any of the things. Um, but uh, just something to throw out there for you. Uh, to maybe look into you. I got, I got, I got, I got the girlfriend buzzing in, so I'm going to let you go and uh, do the science. Uh, right. Bye. Go do your science. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that was one of the things, I think, especially with Jackson Smith and Jigba for me. Um, you know, you look at it, and he's always open, and it's like, well, so what? He ran to an open part of the field. I'm not impressed by that, and I don't see a ton of speed, and I, I don't really see the agility that you hear about in the three cone. I mean, maybe it's just because I'm an idiot, and I, sh- I don't know. Um, I mean, it's apparent to me with other guys, but not so much with him. But then you look at it and you think, you know, is there something about his pacing and his timing and his setup? You know, he'll he'll kind of step to the outside, then to the inside, and then wrap back around. Does that kind of pause this guy and, and, and freezing people in certain areas so that you can kind of make sure that there is an open area there? And then also there's the speed at which you run through. Like, I, I remember that, that throw to Lazard in the Eagles game where everybody's like, he threw it way behind him. Well, he threw it to the middle of where there's four defenders, and Lazard kind of ran past that spot. He probably should have slowed down and not run through it, um, theoretically, and, and and Love put it in the right spot or whatever. But but there's a whole lot to that, that maybe other guys, you know, and then the angle that you take. You know, maybe the route needs to be cut a little bit more sharp because the safety's kind of low. So you kind of, you know, it, it's it's all... 
there's just so much involved in it that again there's nothing that's going to there's no testing at the combine that's going to tell you if they're good at that that's that's where the tape comes in you watch it and you see and and you've got to essentially as a scout be a coach you got to know what is expected of these guys and then you see it and i'm sure that's what it was with jackson smith and jigba the guy is just a, a, a technician but as just a casual observer a wide receiver that just dominates especially in zone I just see a guy running to the open part of the field and catching a football, and it's like, I, I, what do I do with that? I don't know. I don't know the nuance of it. You know, I'd, I'd have to – it's one of those things, you know, at the, the combine when they show the 40 time and then they, they show, like, four guys running at the same time just to kind of demonstrate the difference. I'd love to see, like, four guys running routes and just see how it's different. You know, this guy ran too far too fast. He took an angle too high, you know, be, because he didn't set this guy up. You know, the, in every other instance, the linebacker dropped further because he – you know what I mean? Like, I, I just – I would need to see a demonstration of what he did that was that was incredible. And you're right with with Jaden Reed. Sometimes it's it's you know they talk about lulling the guy to sleep. You kind of go real slow and then you kick it into gear, and that that could kind of get him off off base. I've seen several times where you you try to go inside and you wait until they kind of flip their hips, and then as soon as they do, you go to the other side. You know it's 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 all the timing and all the it's it's really is an art. Route running is, and that's you know Devonte Adams. He didn't have a fast forty time. But he, he's just a technician. He knows how to manipulate the guy that's in front of him to be able to get where he needs to be. And he understands the timing. And it's just a, a he is a freaking, he, he's, he's Mozart, you know. Um, and and that's that, that's a good thing about Jaden Reed is that he has all those tools and he has a couple different things in his toolkit already. But they're going to teach him some other stuff. You know, I love watching him run and it, it looks like he's at full speed. And then the ball's in the air and he kicks it into second gear and there's another one, you know. Even catching the ball, you know, there's some guys that are extremely talented at slowing down so that the ball, you essentially have to dive for the ball, but you you slow down enough so that it's not a 50-50 ball. It's just your ball. You know, 50-50 ball shouldn't have been a 50-50 ball. You should have slowed down because then if the defender wants to run through you, it's pass interference. So yeah, there there is a lot to it that, you know, the 40 time and everything else really can't tell you, but I, I do like his toolkit, man. I, I like how sharp of a route runner he is. I like the 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 speeds on the field, everything I've seen, and you know it, we'll just see um, what the Packers' ability is to kind of mold that into a a really good receiver. You know, it took Devontae some time. He obviously had the toolkit. It's just about teaching him how to how to implement that in the NFL, and I think it can be really valuable. And I am I'm very excited about that guy. Hey man, it's Jimmy again. Hey, um, I just wanted to finish my thought. Uh, on the uh, uh, the speed thing, uh, in case you end up lining up these calls or whatever. Uh, yeah, uh, relative speed, I think, is kind of the interesting thing, you know, like a pitcher in baseball, switching up the speeds, keeping people off balance. Um, and also, I was just thinking the other the other detail I was thinking about that was, you know, you got these 40 times and whatever. How long are they actually at that top speed? And when they're not, then they're like the same speed as everybody else, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like there's such minuscule differences in time. And really, it feels, I guess what I'm saying is more about control of your speed than it does about raw speed. Granted, you know, if you're the fastest, then you have the ability to hit that top speed more than anybody else. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, I was just thinking about that. Um, also, a uh, couple other subjects talking about noises that make you think of other noises or cadences. Somebody yeah. called it about that. <laughs> There's this bird that always makes me think of the Ralphie, I think, isn't the kid in The Simpsons? Ralphie is like, ha, ha, 
This is bird. Oh, yeah. You can hear it right now. You can hear it in the background. It's the, yeah. I always think that bird is laughing at me. There, there it was again. Uh, and, and lastly, uh, board games. Um, I can get too deep into this. And I just want to say that backgammon uh, is an underappreciated, oh, yeah. brilliant, wonderful, ancient game, sure. which uh, is like, I think they call it the Game of Kings, maybe. It's been forgotten, I think, and it should be brought back. I can play backgammon for hours. It's so much fun. And uh, I even heard a story recently about how I can't remember which celebrity it was, but really liked to hang out at the Playboy Mansion. Hmm. Oh, it was Fred Durst. That's who it was. And his favorite thing about hanging out at the Playboy Mansion was playing backgammon, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, playing backgammon in the grotto. So, you know, there's something something there. Uh, anyway, uh, cribbage would be the other thing. It was yeah. a card game. We haven't talked about card games, but I do want to put put out there that cribbage is the best card game that exists this is the perfect balance of luck and skill with just a little bit of magic built in so happy to talk more about that if you ever want to okay go back go yeah very 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 good games i have played both uh i the game of kings i played i think once i was taught i think my stepmom taught me how to play and we all played together for a while um, but that was it. I don't really remember how to play. And then cribbage is one of those. It's sort of like a rite of passage thing. Um, they always played it up when we went ice fishing, and and my family kind of, you know, Wisconsin family. You know, you 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 play cards. Um, my uh, family was real big into sheep's head. My grandma, my grandpa, my grandma's brother, so my great uncle, and then my grandparents, and and occasionally some other people would come over, and they they'd play sheep's head for for hours and hours and hours. And it's so intimidating because it's similar to, to cribbage. Everybody knows like what's in your hand and every, you know, it's just, it's like, what the heck? So even if you make a mistake, it's not like in a lot of other games, you make a mistake. Nobody cares because nobody knows. You know what I mean? Like, oops, I probably should have done this. Nobody cares. With these kind of, I call them Wisconsin games because, you know, it's kind of a big thing here. I don't know if it is in other places as well, but there, there's other games that people like, uh, you know, was it hearts or just whatever. These people that really know how to play, and um, I remember like my my grandpa had Alzheimer's, so he started to obviously struggle with this stuff. And my grandma would be like, "No, no, you you have a ten in your hand, put it down." You know, like they everybody knows. So it's it's uh, cribbage was fun, but it was intimidating because it's it's a really fast paced kind of game, and uh, you, people that get it just get it, you know, and you're you're just slowing everybody down. But trying to count a fifteen two fifteen. And the other, it's like basic math. <laughs> you know, it's like simple addition, which makes it even worse because it's like I know how to add. I just can't do this. But no, it is. It is fun. It, it's one of those things where you, you got to get with some forgiving people that are willing to, to tolerate you, or possibly other people that uh, don't know how to play, and really take some time to learn. But having not played it in a while, any of those, I, I just I don't have any. Um, knowledge but it, but it is fun man you, you once you really get into it and you really start to understand it it's a lot of fun but yeah I, I never to this day i never understood sheep's head i used to sit there for hours just sit next to my grandma and she would try to explain it to me and i just i never i never understood it so i am a disgrace to my family that's for sure yo ryan yo uncle rico here uncle rico just sitting around choking on some cheese balls <laughs> okay when i thought to myself Self, I got some advice for Ryan. All right, let's do this. He probably won't take it, but I'm going to give it to him. I need it. So you said earlier in one of your recent, maybe yesterday, Packernet After Dark, that you're going to dump.
the old call. Yeah. And then tonight you said people call in like average four times in a row. I got an idea. How about they can call in as many times as they want, but you only play their first call, one call, their first call. Let's go with their first call. Okay. That way they have to put some thought into what they're going to say. You know, I mean, I, you know, I haven't always put thought into what I'm going to say because I'm an idiot. But <laughs> they have to put some thought into what they're going to say. And then if they forget something, which everybody forgets something, they don't call back right away. They have to wait the whole day. And then maybe they'll put some more into thought into that, actually, what they're going to say. So then, you know, I mean, I get it. we don't have this issue of all these backed up calls. I think it's a great idea. Let's do it. Go back, go, Rico, out. So that, that'll be one of those things, too, where if we had the, um, you know, the, the mailing list could vote on that. You know, I don't want to unilaterally do that because I know there's a lot of people that they only do the four or five calls in a row thing. But um, could vote on that. We could put it to a vote, see what the people think. Uh, and, and I agree. I think, I think there is some value in saying um, take some time to really think how to summarize what you're saying so that you can compress it into three minutes. Um, because, you know, again, I, I don't super mind if, if you call back, but there have been times where it's like, you are basically our only caller for the day, and that's probably not the best, right? We want to get to as many calls and thoughts and opinions and questions as we possibly can from as many people as we possibly can. So I think that's, I think that's an interesting uh, proposition we should explore. Hey, Ryan, I think it's pretty hilarious that people think that Jordan Love is, like, missing this huge opportunity by taking this contract. Like, the dude could suck this year. I'm not saying he's going to, but, like... And guess what? Even if he does, he gets $10 million in his pocket. Why would you not take that deal? Why? Oh, Who yeah. in their right mind? You're still betting on yourself. If you play well, you're getting paid either way. Like, it's just so dumb. And, like, the thought that, oh, he missed out on, what, maybe $5, $10 million next year, more than he could have made if, you know, if he just let his deal run out and got the big contract. But it's just hilarious because then – Nobody says this when these quarterbacks and other players are holding out for their big contract. Like, if Lamar Jackson would have just took what the Ravens were offering two years ago, he would have made tens of millions of dollars, probably 20, 10, 20 million easily more a year in the last two seasons. Instead, he held out for what? Probably a few more million a year on his contract going in the long run. And that few more million a year is never going to surpass the millions that he has passed up the past two years by continuing to play on his rookie deal rather than taking the deal that, you know, probably put him near the highest paid, but not the highest. So, it's like people, players are praised for doing this holdout to get the big next big contract. But, unless you get it the year you actually want it, you're, you're losing so much money. I mean, it's just it's basic, it's pretty easy math you can do to see this, too, and but Jordan Love, you know, getting the potentially $20 million, 20-ish million contract versus he probably would have made $30 million or whatever if he ended up getting a big deal in that first year. I don't know. It's just it's ridiculous the way nobody can look at things just from the financial perspective or, like, the ways that things are. They just have to spin it in a way to, you know, make it dramatic and whatnot. Anyway, go back, go. Yeah, I mean, look. I think everybody got what they want. We know this is a good deal for the Packers, right? Nobody really disputes that. This this is a, a positive thing for the Packers. I have laid out why I think it's positive for Jordan Love. 
people can certainly look at it and and uh from the standpoint of um you know there are situations in which he probably could have made more money right if if it ends up going this way that way the other way um he would have made more money and therefore this was a bad decision whatever you know i mean listen jordan love and, and his agent decided not to go that route so so what <laughs> you know maybe he did just want a little money in his pocket maybe it is a a, a status thing for the team maybe you know it it is something like that or or maybe it's stupid and it's you know he's he he's being greedy as opposed to looking at the long run where he could make more money or maybe the packers were going to decline the option and so he thought this was a you know in other words we are not exercising the fifth year option and so you're completely unprotected and 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 therefore you know the team doesn't actually believe in you know we can come up with all these different things but i i just i think it's stupid you know i mean it's it was agreed to by all parties and obviously it's a good thing for uh jordan love is it the best thing i don't know we'll find out but it's clearly a good thing he got a massive amount of money he's going to be able to to uh you know power his way into that locker room and uh have a little weight behind him and and hopefully things go well that's it but i I just i think it's silly to sit and worry about whether or not this was the best move or not anyways i guess i'll leave it at that got some other work to do so you guys have a great night and i will talk to you tomorrow bye-bye